Oh, so I just got done watching um, the live stream of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Celebration. So Ooh. you have trouble uh, trouble hearing me over my massive erection. That would be <laughs> Anthony, there's a park for I, kids. Hey, you put that away. Hey, hey, it's not it's not about a perk, right? It's a full immersion experience. Yes, but Alex, put, right? but I think the I think Walt Disney would agree with me. Put your boner away. No, no, Bob Iger, probably. Walt Disney would totally be on my side. You know he was a freak, you know? Look, you can fucking have your Roy Disneys and your sanitized versions of it, all right? But me and Walt, we know the real shit, all <laughs> you, right? You're just your boner and his frozen head hanging out. Yeah, hanging out at the top of the Matterhorn, shooting three-point shots. Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. This is still season two. This is episode number 14, and I, uh, I'm i Alex Falcone. I'm currently recording in our Los Angeles studios. I'm, I'm in lovely uh, Los, Los Feliz. Mm-hmm, that's correct. Los Feliz. Uh, and I am, I'm sitting in the living room of uh, at Sarah Hathaway on Twitter. It's Sarah Hathaway. Hi, and a good shapoopy to you. <laughs> Uh, I looked it up. Does not mean anything. No, it was invented for this musical, for this as a musical. matter of fact. And I don't think it caught on. It didn't, but let me tell you, when you are a child and you watch almost exclusively musicals, that's a good time, that dance number. Oh, it is, yeah. And then later, when you're an adult, you're like, this is a weird tone for a song. You know what? We'll get into it, A woman but... who kisses is definitely a hussy. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, only on, not until the third date. This is maybe where the third date grossness came from was this perhaps this musical written by a man named meredith (laughs) it's so true uh also joining us to talk about uh his shapoopies it's uh in 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 portland holding down the fourth without me it's mr anthony lopez hey how's it going keeping portland safe from traveling con men yeah (laughs) that's they well no one works in portland anthony because you got to know the territory he that doesn't know the territory. That that the opening song makes it oh, seem like it knowing great? the territory is a crucial part of the story, which oh it's my not. God. We don't no. talk about knowing the territory. No, it's it's a crucial part of being a salesman in early America. Alex, have some respect. <laughs> it is 1912 in this movie. Yeah. By the way, they they established yes, that oddly clearly. It's 1912. Right. Pre World yeah. War One, everyone was just traveling around selling yeah. anvils, conning the good people of the Iowa territories. Yeah, I, the Chinese Box Rebellion was fresh in people's minds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a little bit of. <laughs> seasoning the thing, a little bit of context for this movie. So, in in case it wasn't obvious already, we are talking this week about The Music Man, uh, the 1962 movie about, uh, based on the earlier than that musical, based on uh, a story about 1912. Just trying to get all the time frames right. Mm -hmm. 1957 was when the Broadway musical came out. Which was the same year as West Side Story. Yes. And this beat West Side Story for the Tony. And let me tell you, the film productions of both of those Broadway musicals really like formed a young Sarah. I believe it. Oh yeah, this all, is all the classic musicals, this, man. This was like what I grew up watching. You okay? So that was my. That's gonna be my first question, anyways. This is your topic. Yes. Sarah, this was your pick. What was your second choice? It was my second choice, but your honestly, choice it was, was the right choice. Ten things I hate about you. Yes. And I turned you down because we'd already done it. I know. <laughs> which, like, honestly, I should have suspected, but I was thinking about it because it's the twenty-year anniversary of it, just uh, like yeah. a couple oh, yeah. weeks ago, and yeah, it's the only. Uh, ma- 
the matrix. the matrix yeah same weekend on the same day which is yeah. fucking such a good weekend that's for a movies. really good weekend for movies um 10 things yeah. i hate about you it was filmed in tacoma at my yeah. mom's high school so Aww. it has like a really <laughs> near and dear place in my family's heart besides being just like an excellent movie but honestly I don't know why. Oh, I was thinking about the Music Man too because a, a Broadway revival for 2020 was just announced, starring oh, yeah. Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster. Yes. And I was oh. like, God damn! When was the last time I watched that movie all the way through? Because I probably hadn't seen this for 20 years. Oh, perfect. Um, all the way through. I'd seen a, a live production in between that point. Uh, good or bad? Great. Oh, good. Great. The Village Theater in Issaquah does oh, excellent, nice. excellent work. Um, but. Yeah, it was really, it was like an out-of-body experience to watch this again because I knew all of the songs. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And there's so many. There's so many. They'll go like maybe five minutes and then they're like, time to do another two-minute song real quick. So I'm not crazy. It did feel like this was way denser music than most musicals. The Music Man does not lie about its name. He's a music (laughs) man. It's all music. Yeah, I mean, this is almost like like um, Jesus Christ Superstar, almost more like opera esque in yeah, the sense yeah, yeah. that it like is entirely like book like cover to like, cover to cover music. Apparently, I did also just read this morning that he wrote four. There were originally forty songs in the yeah. musical, and they cut it down to a more reasonable twenty five or something like that. It's so much, so music. much music, and it's really interesting music too. Yeah. Like we can we can talk about <sighs> all the different like. There's so much like speak singing in this and then they wrote parts for the barbershop quartet yeah and then all of marion's stuff is like kind of light opera like it's all over the place also very clever stuff like the integrate like with with marion the Mm -hmm. song over the um the barbershop or oh no no, the the piano piano exercises amaryllis amaryllis playing Mm -hmm. her piano exercises Mm -hmm. and then the song over that is very cool honestly there's some things that don't hold up in this movie that we yeah. can definitely talk about, right. but I genuinely love this musical and watching it again. I was like, Oh no, this is really fun. Like there are some things that are outdated. They had to get some quick light racism in there for sure. <laughs> uh, which I'm like, God damn, isn't there one, one musical where you weren't like, let's be horrible for a minute. Yeah. But I just, it's a fun romp guys. It, and, and, uh, we, my, my wife and I have been rewatching a bunch of classic musicals in the last couple of years. So we watched this like a year ago. Oh, okay. And <laughs> when I told her we were doing it for the show, she was like, oh, great. Like, we hated that so much. It was so terrible. And I don't think that's this one. I think that was something else. But, oh, really? Uh, and I'm trying to remember what else. Because I rewatched it. I was like, no, this isn't. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things about it that are a little weird. But yeah, mostly I enjoyed it. And I wonder I, what it was then that you mixed this up with. Do you think it was Oklahoma? Because Shirley, Shirley is also in Oklahoma. Shirley Jones, who oh, played Marion. No, I and don't Oklahoma think it, it is another a, formative no, one it was, for me. It was My Fair Lady, which we watched <gasps> and felt very poorly about. Oh no! It's there's some great things about you it. Just but hear my heartbreak. I'm so sorry, but My Fair Lady is. I we can't talk about it anymore. I'm going to leave my own home. <laughs> I'm sorry I invited myself over no, to it's okay. ruin your day. We'll talk no, about that just, one another time, I guess. Just the just the the dynamic the main dynamic is just um just this guy being so shitty to a woman for oh, a few course. hours and it's really hard to watch. Of course. I don't think you're supposed to like him. And I actually saw a very cool, empowering production of My Fair Lady a couple years ago oh. uh in Minneapolis that was um at the end of it she doesn't come back. And oh, it really, like, she good. listens to his mom, who's like, yeah. listen, my son is a dickwad. <laughs> yeah. 
I got you this good job and like stay here and live your life, girl. And she's like, you know what? Yeah, fuck that guy. Oh, and that's so at great. the end of it, where where that's he like, fix. you know, she's like, I have your slippers. She doesn't. He imagines that's her in the ball gown again. So awful. And it's clear she's a dream and yeah. she doesn't come back to him. And I was like, Yeah, girl, go yeah. sell your yes. flowers in a flower shop. Yes. Fuck this man. Yes. Yeah. I like this way more now. I know. This is my fairer later. Right? She, and there's also some, depending on how the Music Man is staged, I also feel like the Music Man is is pr- pretty even-handed, too, in mm-hmm. terms of it's like, like, yeah, it's kind of a little bit unfortunate, for sure, that Marion's whole thing is she's like, I'm a 27-year-old old maid, yeah. and like, <laughs> I just want to fall in love. Yeah. Like, that's a bummer. But she also knows that he's a con man the entire time, and like does him a solid by teaching those kids how to play and, and, and decides that also, she's gonna, she's in it. She's like ride or die. Yeah. You know, there's also an element to this movie that this town is so fucking boring. And <laughs> that, you know what? Yeah. I don't, I don't doubt her saying that this is a town that everyone comes in their pants for the Wells Fargo wagon. Like, oh, imagine, yeah, oh, that imagine, Wells Fargo wagon. <laughs> Imagine living in a town that is so devoid of, like, life and entertainment <laughs> that when the Wells Fargo wagon, people are like, dude, I got a fucking salmon 16 months ago yeah, yeah. sent to me. That's the that best part. No, the saddest the highlight of my life. I think <laughs> the, the saddest one is the raisins. The raisins from Fresno. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping for the raisins. He's like, I'm hoping for my raisins from Fresno. And I'm like, move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I, so I get funny. that kind of looks that looks that does me. make a big that, difference. They're yeah. like, look, yeah. at the end, they're even like, look, this guy conned us, and it's the only. It's good the most thing that's exciting happened. summer yeah. we have ever had, it's as Marion points lives. out. Yeah. Look at how happy our children were for the entire summer. Yeah. Uh, like instead it's of, great. You know, we and, and then instead it, of forty suicides this year, we <laughs> only had two. <laughs> this is a great year for Iowa. Anthony's always willing to go darker. Oh than wow. Honestly, there's a lot that you could go dark with in this movie. And, I, you know, I watched it first. and I don't even remember how old I was when I first saw it. But definitely some of the nuances of him being a con artist mm-hmm. went over my head as a kid. And rewatching it as an adult, I'm like, yeah, damn. He's, he's a con artist. We never know his real name. Right. We don't know how long he has been, like, hustling people. There's some indication he grew up in Brooklyn with Buddy Hackett. Yeah, at some point. But... And he... And he I mean, like, the, the most unfortunate part of this movie is just that this series of unwanted sexual advances. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. That's the hardest part. However, <laughs> this time around, it occurred to me that I'm viewing this whole relationship uh, with that lens of, like, a guy who is just trying to continually hit on this woman who keeps saying no. Yes. And it, in reality, he's not doing it for sexual advances. He's trying to steal money from her. Yeah. So it's a it's, way exactly. different it's, it's problem. It's a con. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> If she, it's 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 a different bad reason. Yes. He's not just a horn dog, although I think there's a side dose of horn dog because Robert horn, Preston gives great horn dog. He's, he's uh, got horn dog eyes. It's, it's also he's the creepiest man. <laughs> I have oh I have a Robert Preston story too, mm. but um it's it's just he's he needs her in his corner so that he can really sell it because everyone is like she's the town skeptic so yeah, if yeah. you can get the town skeptic on your side totally the rest of them will yeah. follow the only person who's ever heard music. Yes. Apparently. Because at the end, they're like, this is the worst show that I've ever heard, and I'm so excited. This town sucks. This is the best band we've ever had. Yeah. I mean, one of the things about, like, his character, what I I thought makes this movie work so well is, like, um, 
he's so like single minded and focused and down has this scam down to oh, like a yeah. very well oiled machine. Yeah. Like that's why like the advanced stuff doesn't bother me because he like he explains it very early. Like, look, man. Every town, there's one person who sees through my bullshit immediately. And my only, yeah. my only method is to sleep with that person. Well, he's got, you know, he's got like a charming, um, like, uh, I, I kind of like that he's almost like a satanic, demonic character <laughs> in the sense that his songs <laughs> possess, like, like, he's essentially this dude who walks in and everyone's like, hey, this isn't right. And he's like, yeah, maybe. But and then he breaks out into a song and just blinds people. Yeah, and, I and especially that. like the the trouble song. Oh, it's is just so very good. street preacher. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. I, and the way they they stage it too, where the escalation becomes really clear. Like I think, and he's so good at this character. Like yeah. he played this role on Broadway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and he wasn't the first choice for the movie. This made him a movie star. But yeah, it, I was just reading about it this morning, and that like they wanted to offer it to more famous movie mm-hmm. stars. And one of them turned it down because he didn't think he'd do as good of a job as Robert Preston. Cary Grant. Cary Grant was mm-hmm. like, I couldn't do as well as, as Preston, which is such a cool way to reason to turn something Oh, also down. from like Cary Grant, a very cool dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> also very That's hot. True. That's but true. I think he would have been like a little bit too suave. I was talking about this movie with my mom last weekend because I was like, oh, I'm going to rewatch The Music Man this week. And she was like, I always thought Robert Preston was so good in that movie because he's creepy. Oh. And it's a really excellent point. Like, no disrespect to Robert Preston. He seems like he could be really dangerous. And I think that kind of sells yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like, slick but dangerous. Do you do you think Hugh Jackman can pull that off? I actually do. Um, I think he's got the, like, charm thing down. Well, I think he's got the charm. Mm-hmm. He's He's got that face. But he's also Wolverine. We know he can, oh, like, stab some mofos yeah. if need be. So uh. I think he can play dangerous. Mm. And I, I think of uh, him from the prestige. As yes. That sort of, like, oh, obsessive, yeah. Obsessive, dedicated. Like, You're right. I mean, that's another thing about Robert Preston's performance in this movie is that it has a very sort of... Um, like there's a, a strange obsessive quality to the scam, like the the yeah. specificity to it, and there's like, you know, with all this work that you put into like finding uniforms and trombones and stuff, yeah. you could like crack open a music book, you know, kind of like yeah, that's something a little that bit I, more. I thought about just, that a lot just, this time. I was like, but he's, just teach he him. You give a shit. No, because no. he doesn't give a shit. He's dead solely <laughs> focused on what he has to do. Like, learning music would actually slow down the con. And but that's you're even what getting like them the it. books. Just tell them, like, go practice from your book. Like, you're so yeah, close. Yeah, but it's, they didn't even know how to hold the instruments. Like, that scene yeah. where that little boy has the French horn, and yeah, he's, and he's like, like what do it? I do? It's so funny <laughs> it's to so me. It's so funny. Yeah. But, like, take a picture of someone holding a, trom- or a French yeah. horn and just put it in the booklet. Like, this is... Because no one expects this band to actually be good. They're mm-hmm. children. Like, just say, like, look, I'm a traveling salesman. I'll teach them for two or three months. Mm-hmm. Get them their books. Get them introduced to it. And then I'm going to leave on good terms with you. Yeah. That- Alex- and your kids will just have to play from books. But, like... Alex, It'll be exciting. do you have any idea how many small towns you can scam in three, four months? All right. No, he it's a, a two-month scam. week operation here. It's a full two-month yeah. scam. He's only getting... Plus, you could charge for the music lessons for those next two months. Like, you... I just feel like this this con... Like, I love con. I love a long con. I love a short con. I'm like, every movie with a, with a con <laughs> in it. Um, I like Con Edison. Um, I like... But I, I just feel like this... Sometimes cons are so complicated... That it would be easier just to be a businessman. 
And I think that's the conclusion he comes to, right? Is he's like, well, fuck, now I live in River City. Yeah, right. I just live here. I got a girlfriend and a band. Yeah. So uh, take me back a little bit more. So just to, uh, I feel like we just glossed over this. So this was young Sarah. Yeah. This and and uh, uh, the Sound West of Side's- Music, West Side yeah. Story, My Fair Lady, uh, really any Audrey Hepburn movie, um, Singing in the Rain. And you're you were in Seattle. Yes, in the Seattle suburbs. I I think so. Like my family and my extended family has always been like very much into the arts. Like I grew up going to ballets and going to mm-hmm. live theater and like took dance and was already interested in theater at a young age. So it was just like. Oh, Oklahoma was another one I watched yeah. a lot. It was just like I loved all these musicals and I loved the world of them. Uh, I don't know why. It was just like really something about the like blatant artificiality of all of it was like really like fun to me as a kid. What does that mean? You know, because you can like it's like painted backdrops. Right, right. Less so in this one because they had a pretty big sound stage. But for stuff like Oklahoma, you're like, wow, they're just in a barn. Right. Like. <laughs> and why do, why do you think that appealed to you? I think because it's like it's it's the overt like theatricality of it all, you know, it's like the putting on a show type of mentality, which I think is like a really early sign of a theater kid. Yeah, honestly, when you're like, I want to do that. I want to go like put up a backdrop in my rec room and go put on a show, which I frequently did. You did for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely did plays in our uh, garage because yes. the, the garage door works as a curtain. It's perfect. Except that then the seats are like raked the wrong way on the uh, driveway because they're, yeah. they're falling you have a down the driveway? driveway. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the audience flat driveway down. oh good. that'd be a good stage i never thought to stage things out there though that would it, have been it, smart it just works. i mean it's a very slow curtain and a mm-hmm. loud one but it does it is an, it's a built-in curtain it's so. a good dramatic reveal yeah yeah so i don't know this is just one that i really so love you started doing musicals or no plays? i just started doing, doing plays theater? when i was in elementary school and i've only ever done a couple of musicals because i'm not much of a singer or a dancer <laughs> well that's one of the reasons why the music man is one of my favorite musicals mm-hmm. the, so i had a similar in that i uh, my parents were very, are still are very into theater, and uh, especially that this like golden age of filmed musicals. Yeah, the fifties and sixties. Fifties and sixties. Yeah. And I and I have a strong, f- but totally fragmented memory of just at some point my parent, like, or like frequently at least when I was a child, my parents saying like, "Oh, that rhymes with T, and that stands for or, P, and that stands for pool." Like mm-hmm. that. Like whenever something would, uh, as a thing that bothered them, they would make that joke frequently. Yeah. And so I remember them showing this to me fairly early on. And one of the things I love about it is that I love musicals and uh, was never much of a singer or a dancer. And this made me think I could still be famous in starring in musicals. This is yeah. the musical for a guy who can't sing. It's so perfect He talks for me. through all of it so quickly. Yeah. Um, so the reference point I always had from this movie with my family, for whatever reason, <laughs> was one Grecian urn. <laughs> <laughs> Two Grecian urn. Eulalia McKechnie Shin. is is so funny. the absolute best. Yeah. And I am truly obsessed with her. And watching this movie again, I laughed the most at all of her lines. Like when she goes, oh, he meant peep. Yeah. <laughs> in the dance thing, they do that. Man, in, the, in, in support of your point that this is a very funny movie mm-hmm. uh, in the dance scene they where they do all the practicing of their posture of the books and then they start yes. the urns without taking them off and then and they just all off? simultaneously drop like fall all the books fall off at the oh same time God. and they ignore it it's so funny God bless every single one of those women it was like a That's coterie really of character actresses yeah. who are so funny and they each have really distinct great physicality because before that is the shot where they're just coming out of the locker room 
Yeah. And they each have a different way of yes, walking. Yes, the walking of the was so fun. It's so fun and so funny. And they're only in like three scenes, but you always think of them. It's like yeah. the pick a little, talk a little song yeah. is like very iconic because yeah. of, of them and, and how funny they are. I Another thing that really cracked me up this time is the crosshand piece. Like, uh, oh, hell yeah. I also was big. I took piano lessons, so I was big I into like, I gotta do my crosshand piece. Yeah, it's so fun. And she is so excited about it. And it is the dumbest song. And she does the big swooping yes. arm for her one note. That I'm, cracked me up. That piano little girl, is great. Yeah. That little girl is so. She, there's a scene when um, Robert Pat, Preston and Buddy Hackett, and he's essentially like monologuing about his plan of why he needs a certain type of woman. Oh yeah, he's oh like I like loose women yeah, best. Yeah. His song, and, the, his song and that little girl, that little girl is just there like, this is a fucking awesome show. I came here just to see a horse, and these two old perverts are singing in front of me. This well, is the best day of my life. Buddy Hackett just, is being the lady dancer. It is such yeah. a weird. Oh, that look. song I, slaps though. That song is yeah. one of the best songs in this entire musical. The sadder but wiser girl is also like maybe a minute and a half long, and it's so goddamn. Catchy. I yeah. never and noticed it's, before I mean, that it's creepy though that Amaryllis is watching the two guys sing about. She's petting a baby yeah. horse, and she's like, yeah. "You know what? They're right. I gotta get some experience <laughs> in the world because, like, experience <laughs> is valuable, and not yeah. everyone will be an uptight prude and judge you for it." I think it's like an empowering yeah. message for a young woman to hear. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 probably like, not from follows, two dudes, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a weird time. It, and like, it's immediately followed by like the librarian Meredith song, which like yeah. for it's Ugh. for it's like you know, kind of like I understand why someone would find that problematic or something that but like the music and the choreography in that sequence was yeah. just oh, fucking phenomenal that scene just, is so good yeah. and that song the, is so good because the rhymes are funny yeah the rhymes are funny the pacing's funny the, 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 I love the, the stamping and then she stamps his hand and then multiple gets so times, frustrated multiple times yeah. and then the the <laughs> fact that Tommy and um what's the the mayor the mayor's oldest girl Egads. Egads are uh, Zanita. Zanita. Are oh, yeah. reading Romeo and Juliet, and everyone is like dancing on the show. It's so good. Oh, yeah. that scene is so good. They, they slide down the banister on the uh, uh, mm-hmm. curly staircase. Everything about that song, except for the cool what it's about, is elevators. Great. Yeah, elevator. The book elevator. That's just a sweet fucking library, man. It is, and that book elevator I, that is like an important plot element later on too. Yeah, I mean that that library is so much cooler than a Wells Fargo truck. I, spend <laughs> I know. Every day just being amazed at this fucking library. <laughs> I lived in that town. They're not much for I, reading there, which is Marion's great yeah, tragedy. They think she's like a hussy who fucked her way into a book collection, which, like, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> like more power to you if that's yeah. what you did. Yeah. But like, just, but it's also not what. Happened. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, it was her just uncle. It's just a real classic Belle from Beauty and the Beast situation, right? That's <laughs> what that movie's about. Yep. Oh, that's true. This, this small girl who just fucks away into a great <laughs> into a library. library collection. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I but and she also is like so open-minded. She yeah. is giving them like Persian poetry. She's yeah. like trying to like really expand and she even sings that in the piano lesson song the first one where she's like she's trying to expand the knowledge of this town and like actually be yeah. kind of a, a thoughtful like resource for people and they're just especially like especially for kids yeah yeah especially for kids which is so cool I really love Marion like yeah. definitely yeah. the gender dynamic stuff is like regressive but I always really identified with her and I just love that she's like smart and capable and like yeah, she ends up coupled up by the end of this movie, but she has a lot of say in it. Well, in her song about being in love, 
which I think is the, especially as a kid, I did not, I thought that was the boringest song in the mm-hmm. movie. But that song is like, look, I'm not just trying to find love. I want someone who actually is like, she wants an equal partnership. Yeah. yeah, which yeah. is actually pretty solid. That song is kind of radical when you actually listen to the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Because she's not like, I want to keep his house and have his babies. She's yeah. like, I want to have conversations with him that are stimulating right. and I want him to respect my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> pretty, <laughs> which is like, damn. It's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Um, the other thing about, well, so I, I'll, I'll talk, I want to talk to Anthony about, about your history with this, but, but and this is, a, but this is a preview of things that have changed since I was a kid, it, but that we were just talking about with the books she was passing along, which is that Balzac does <laughs> sound dirty. I know. And Kyle I did not know like, anything about it as a kid. I was just like, Balzac, that is scandalous. I don't know. It just sounds like balls. Yeah. No, my, my husband was like, here's a question when we were watching this last night. He's like, was Balzac like a phrase that was tossed around at the yeah. time and I was like in 1912 I, I don't know I don't think so well, probably but not maybe not 1962 either well but maybe maybe in the 60s I feel no. like balls was a thing for balls probably might... since antiquity right because there's some yeah. stuff that from like uh oh who is the Greek with all the dick jokes Aristophanes there was some stuff in there oh, that yeah. translates about equivalent to balls right or to dick you know but, so I bet this joke is around like equivalent. it has to be like sounds like ball sack that's true which is a different thing yeah hmm I, I'm trying to think of people I know who would have been talking about ball sacks in the 60s and like my parents are too young my grandparents my are gone <laughs> yeah I don't think there's anyone I, I trust to like ask yeah. about this with I'm right. gonna I'm gonna DM Ron Howard on Twitter. Real oh fast. yeah, he has an answer. That's Ronnie <laughs> Howard to you. Yeah. We haven't Ronnie. even we haven't even mentioned that teeny teeny Ron Howard yeah. is in this film, spitting straight in everyone's faces, and yeah. and sort of being the reason why Marion Librarian is willing to hang out with this con man. It's not just yeah. that he's happy; it's that he, she he finally breaks Ron Howard out of his his mm-hmm. spell. Um, what film do you think Ron Howard spit in more people's faces on? This or Apollo 13? Like, what do you... <laughs> really? I mean... Or The Grinch Stole Christmas. Which movie did Ron Howard that spit was, in more That was a spitting in our face. Set? Honestly, more. probably yeah. Solo. It was a hard probably set. So- oh, Solo, yeah. <laughs> oh, guess how old he was in this movie, too. I just looked up because I was curious. Yeah, he was 43 years young. Uh, Very youthful. No, he was eight. Yeah. Sounds right. He's an eight, eight, yeah. an eight-year-old little BB. Yeah, he's so cute. Cutie. Anthony, um, yes. What is your history with musicals broadly, and the Music Man specifically? Uh, I've always been a pretty big fan of musicals. We've um, never talked about know, musicals, I've, and I've hung out with you so many times. Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, this era of uh, the big Hollywood musicals yeah. kind of a blind spot for me. I've oh, definitely, really? Uh, more like modern musicals. Uh, I've seen a handful of you know live the uh, live yeah. the uh, theater uh, shows that a uh, musical that I really love. But you know, I've seen like the Sound of Music, yeah. um, all the big old Disney ones. Um, Sound of Music, West Side Story, does I not love. do it for me quite as much. Um, yeah, I'm more of a yeah. um, Gene Kelly <laughs> musical type guy. Yes. You know, I am. Yeah. Like, I'm oh, yeah. like a Fred Astaire. Like, here's my thing is like, uh, old Hollywood musicals, I really love the, um, like the, the audacity and the theatricality of them. Like, this, this movie does it really good. But like, to me, it's like, you show me like a movie from the 60s where like somebody is dancing on the ceiling because they built a huge spinning oh, room. Oh, and my, I, God, oh my God. Oh my God. I like, love that scene so much. Yeah. I mean, that's my favorite shit in, like, movies in general. Like, if you build a room that rotates with a locked-off camera, it's easily in, like, my top 100 movies. I just oh. love wait, wait. that shit. I love, how many, love the idea. 
how many movies are there like that? I mean, you say that like anyone could just toss that in. There to are win a couple your heart from over. the period, I think. There's, there's, more there's than a, once a, in a that handful period? of big. Yeah. There's a handful of big musicals that do that. You have 2001: A Space Odyssey, Inception. Oh. Uh, yeah, Inception. Most recently, Aquaman has a really cool set that they have. It's like a giant rotating room. Oh no, kidding! Um, All right, I guess we I can just, just throw I, it into making Anthony like yeah, a movie. I just, I just love that. I just like I love. It's like, like the way you have thinking to like, about. It's the yeah, way of like throwing like a in. plot point where someone goes to China in order to get the funding from China. I feel like people are yeah. like, they throw in a spinning room just to get Anthony to rave Mo- about it. Yeah, Anthony's 12 bucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I I love, I just love like, that's the sort of things I like, I like about Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire. It's like the yeah. creativity and the, um, like the posi- position that has to happen in those. So I had never seen this and this was just a blind spot for me. I really Oh, this is your first time watching was. it. Yeah. <gasps> so I did not know what this movie was going into it. I had heard of it, but I had no idea what this movie was. Oh about. my god! Did you did you so, know any of the songs? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, like the, uh, until there was you mm-hmm. uh, stuff, like the trouble song. I had heard. I mean, so here's here's my experience watching this movie. I put it on. Uh, one, uh, I'm watching the version Alex shared with me, which was so low quality. I went and got Stop an HD it. version because this Stop. movie was so beautiful yes. that I wanted to see it in clear. Uh, so I pause that ventrilo thing, start watching it. I'm pretty into it. I like the first music number, and then about ten minutes in, I realize this is the movie that inspired Merge versus the Monorail, which is easily my one of my favorite episodes of The Simpsons. Oh, um, and I was just like, this movie fucks. I can't believe it. I was so in the second I realized that this is the movie that inspired that episode. I was like, holy shit, I do. Like, this has been so influential. Then as it went, I just, um, Robert Preston's character, Shirley Jones, Buddy Hackett, someone who I don't think I've ever actually really seen too much of his work. Yeah. But he's really good in this. He's a Um, silly boy. Have you seen It's a Uh, Mad, 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 Mad World? I have not. That's another blind spot. Oh that my I god! That's the one where they're That's, hanging uh, over the edge of the cliff on a bus. No, it's it's the no? one that the rather terrible movie Rat Race is based oh. on. Yeah, where That's it's like the one every over single a cliff on a bus. Like the end of the movie is a bus on a cliff. Anyway, no, it it's is not. What not. It's about. Uh-uh. That's okay, not. Uh uh. That's not. I think it's a different thing. They're okay. they're in a lot of cars in peril the whole time, but I don't remember a bus in that movie. Okay. Alex is Googling to try to prove me wrong. No, no, right I just, now. no, I'm not trying to prove you wrong. I'm um, trying but, to prove my brain functional. Okay, um, but it's possible. Oh, but Buddy Hackett is also in that and he's wonderful. You should also watch that, Anthony. That, yeah, so I, I definitely will because I thought he was great. So watching this movie, I, uh, I found it very charming. The music was phenomenal. I loved the direction to it like mm. i've already mentioned like the colors and the cinematography i really love like the the fact that it was directed by i believe the same person who did the broadway show mm-hmm. and it's he he does really cool things of like condensing down space like there were full-on blackouts in this movie which i think yeah. is fucking cool yeah. like not fading out like literally blacking out the set while one actor is still on like yeah. it's a play yeah which is a really cool effect uh, and then there's stuff when there's like the there's like the um, like Burbershop Quartet and uh, the Shirley Jones character is sort of singing like a duet, and oh, he yeah. condenses the space with black lights like this town like they don't they're not by each other but just through like pitting the sets together and blacking out he creates well it's very like a, much like how the musical would be like a lot of it you can you yeah, can feel how this but, is gonna play in a musical like but that. He, the song... You would never see a director do that with another movie. You would just cross cut between the two locations. Oh, totally, totally. Like you, 
But, like, the fact that he's, like, within a frame, literally condensing down the physical space to show it, like, it's a fucking cool idea you just don't see a lot in movies. And I thought, like, that kind of stuff was just... Well, I, I didn't mean that as a, as a to take away from it. I mean it's actually kind of neat. Is you can watch watching the movie to like you can feel how this would be on a stage. And I'm trying to yes. remember if I've ever seen this actually staged well. I think I've only seen high school kids do it. But oh still, yeah, not good for high school kids. But Sorry, like the, kids. The um, like the Evening Star song where she's in the window. Like you can, it's I can just see how that set would be a little corner set that has just the yeah. window that you see from the piano lesson too, and then you see her, and then you can have the um, uh, other song on the other part of the stage, like you can just watch, like the the opening reveal of that train. I can picture these people sitting on a yeah. fake train on stage. Like I can oh, see yeah. how this would be staged in a way that was really cool. Yeah, like the first song being like the instrumentation is just the train. I thought was really clever. Like there's a lot of I, really okay. clever stuff. Oh, well, actually, in the, this movie. since we're here, since we're here, uh, I just want to say one thing that drives me absolutely crazy about this movie is that. The song on the train, they're making the train sounds with the words in the song, and they're also on a train. We get it. You don't need to also cut to the wheels and show the steam coming out in time with it. I get it. Just like Pick a Little, Talk a Little. I get that they're sounding like chickens, and they're talking about chicken shit. You don't have to show me chickens to be like, did you get this joke? Here's some chickens. Here's my joke. Don't you think that that's the type of thing, like, the director was every day on the stage play? Uh... Going like, I wish uh, I could actually cut to chickens right now. Yeah, I don't just, think the just seeing like, God joke. damn it. I just, if I could just get the fucking train wheel, people <laughs> would understand. Uh, I just think it was you know, a little like, bit over the top of hitting me over the head of that joke, but. Uh, generally, but I, my only, I thought, really my only complaint besides the sexism. Um, but so like, I, I like that. I really love, like, I, I really think like, uh, we, we've talked a lot about sort of the Harold character yeah. and his, sort of, he's just. He's so charming, and I love the absurdity of his con. Like, there's a moment when he's talking to Marion's mom, and he's like, Yeah, your son, he can be good, but he can never be great. <laughs> Why not? Well, everyone knows all talented bo- uh, flute play- players, whatever, are Irish. Like, he's saying this yeah. to this red The most Irish with lady ever. His accent. Yeah. And then be like, What? You're Irish? Like, I just loved. Yeah, who, who shit recently like that told him, so... I think you have a kiss of the Blarney in you. He's like, well, yeah. but if only you were Irish. Yeah, it's just like shit like that is so fucking it, funny. It's very funny. This, this movie. movie is very uh, funny. Uh, also, the con is really, really interesting to watch in that this is this fits well into that category of movies where if phones existed, the movie would be two minutes long. Right? Oh, like, yeah. If, like, he walks into town, he's like, I'm going to uh, have a band. And somebody, like, one person would Google Professor Harold Hill and be like, oh, con man, not really a band. All right. Or the kids would be like, well, just watch YouTube videos teaching us how to play trombone, and then you'd be move on. Like, it would just be so easy. Everything would be so easily solved by the internet, uh, which is a fun... It's, it's fun to be... Have, having been able to write movies in the time where you couldn't solve anything. We're just in this town. It'll take a month for the person to tell who knows he's here and knows he's a criminal. It takes him a month to get back and tell them that it's not going to be real. Well, I mean, technically, in 1960, they could have done that as well. Pretty well, yeah, 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 but that, yeah, but setting it twelve as well. Setting in nineteen twelve, where it's like the train will only come back to the. He's already done this at multiple times in Iowa. Probably but they say it's like a hundred and two counties. Yeah, yeah, he and just and none of them talk. So you're like, I can go, I can be a criminal for up to two months without anyone finding out. Well, I wonder yeah, if there's. I, I mean, there's the 
uh, just to like play devil's advocate for a minute, there's oh. like the pride thing, right? Like your whole town got its ass conned. You don't want to be telling your neighbors about it yeah, when you're so true. Iowa stubborn that you're not going to like, you know, you're going to stand for a week at a time touching noses and never see eye to eye. Right, you're not going to yeah. go tell yeah. your neighbor that you just got cheated out of hundreds of dollars. Yeah, that's a good point. I, uh, you know, I, yeah. the thing I kept thinking about in this movie is like, how fucking psyched are the people selling these instruments? Like, I don't know who's yeah, buying like, them, but every week we get a guy who needs a town's worth of trombones, so I just send him in. Like, we're yeah. fucking doing good. Yeah, there. that's a classic, like, we know a crime must be happening, given how many trombones this guy's selling, but we're not going to ask any questions, because we're doing really well. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, what else is there that you guys that you did not would not have noticed 20 years ago when you watched this what's something else that you felt differently about this time than when you were watching it before well i definitely i mean i know i had seen it before as a kid and thought that this is uncomfortable but definitely as an adult the brief part where they come out dressed as native americans really oh yeah hit me yeah. much harder this time oh yeah i was a. Uh, I was on an airplane, and so I skipped that scene. It was, <laughs> when that it's started, very I was like, quick. fast forward, fast forward. I don't want anyone yeah. to see me I watching know. this. It, it's, it's very quick. I mean, it's just bad. There's no, there's no excuse for that in any era. Yeah. Uh, interrupted by woke Tommy uh, yeah. setting off a firecracker right underneath Eulalie, which she thinks she's been shot. There's yeah. a whole bunch going on it's in that moment. how the entire gym didn't see him do that i know yeah, that, including her yeah uh he wasn't like that's, sneaking that's the one moment in the movie that honestly is like okay a theater director directed yes. this, not a film director yes. that is like it's such like a frame like okay this is like if it was in a play and this needed to be clear yeah it's not like if you was like most again most theater directors which of like actual film directors uh would like you know, you would cut the close-ups of the kids sneaking in. Like, you right. wouldn't do it in this one yeah, yeah, yeah. wide, super wide to angle. To make it a little bit um, sneaky. It was, it was, he had yeah. no sneak to him. And, I mean, the size of that fucking firecracker yeah. was like a goddamn <laughs> Coke can, too. Like, yeah, as soon as he fuck? pulled out that uh, a, t a stick of TNT, people around him might have been like, whoa, dude, what are you doing? But, um, yeah, I... I really loved, uh, like I said, I, I didn't have an experience for this movie 20 years ago or yeah. whatever, you know, so I saw it fresh here. Um, but, you know, there's definitely a lot of stuff I probably would not have gotten to, but I definitely think that as an old person, like I said, I, I love the fact that, like, there's, like, music that happens that's not driven by the main character. Right. But so much of his music is, like a stand-in for his slippery silver tongue, you know? Like, yeah. it's used really well for, like, what a con man, when he turns on the charm, he, like, he, he uses music constantly not as, like, a, uh, this is how I'm feeling, so I need to say that. It's all always about, like, him, like, someone's cornering him and right about to get him in trouble, and then he, like, gets him into a song, and that's how he gets out of it. Like, it's, 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 the music to him is more like a smoke cloud for him to get away than it is for, like, him doing, like, I want songs and stuff like that. I don't I know if we've really talked cool about this before, structure. Anthony. Do you like con man movies as much as I do? Uh, I think so. I mean, I, I definitely like con man, some con man movies. Yeah. You know, the Sting. Yeah, this, oh, the Sting is uh, so good. The Sting is the ultimate movie yeah. that fucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, uh, every single man in that movie, I've just been like, yeah. damn. Yeah. Take me yeah, away, uh, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> to, steal, to your fake to post office phrase. that you created in an hour. The, there's still a phrase from another podcast that, like, uh, the sting pays out like a fucking slot machine. You know uh, what I mean? It's one of those oh, movies. Yeah. It just, 
it just fucking when it pays out it pays out so, so good. good and this is like that too i think yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i it, yeah a charming con man story is is always really fun because like real life cons much worst. less charming it's the worst uh but stories about them are always great there was a wonderful play that i saw um several years ago in chicago that the neo-futurists did that was just about the history of con artistry particularly in chicago and it mm. was one of the best things i've ever seen oh. because it really like delved into the mythos of it and like why we think it's so fun and yeah i'm curious yeah. i don't i don't know why i like it so much because i don't like well, it's, stealing yeah like i feel like if somebody comes in and pretends to be a band director and takes everybody's money and then leaves you with a bunch of instruments you can't play that's cool and if a guy breaks the window of my car and takes a pair of sneakers i would be for the death penalty well but i've been conned before and i don't like lightly conned lightly conned yeah so yeah there was a guy working in my neighborhood in chicago right after i got there who would come but he worked with a taxi driver this is a really small con yeah he would like have the taxi driver leave it running and then you come up and be like hey i live next door to you i and he got the our neighbor's name off the door plate who we hadn't met because we were new to the apartment and we're like 22 year old girls and he's like uh i locked myself out of the apartment um my wife's in labor can i borrow money for cab fare so he's just like conning us out 20 bucks my wife's so it wasn't, in labor? Yeah. That's a okay and you know, con. And it's like, so it's pressure. It's, yeah. yeah. So once you know more yeah. about it and you're older, you're like, oh, of course, because it's like the pressure thing. He's playing on yeah. your sympathies. He's trusting that you don't actually know your neighbors very well, which as young women in a city, you don't right. get to know people. Yeah. Right. And yeah, he did this for like a week. And then they had like a, I mean, we only saw him once, of course, but he, like the police like issued a statement. We're like, hey, this is this guy and our roommate. And I were like, I thought it was kind of funny. She was really mad about it. Like we had very different reactions to yeah. things. I was like, "Oh yeah, he totally played us." Like yeah. I, I am embarrassed about it, but like he did it very well. Well, and then also this was a different time, right? Like twenty dollars is like twenty two dollars in today's money. So that was pretty <laughs> substantial. Well, you well, know, it's like it. I guess worse things have happened to me in yeah, the world. That's what I, I mean. Suppose, it's, like, it's not that much money. Yeah, it, it was just it's it is like a little bit of an ego blow where you're like, oh, I like to think that I would be smarter than this, but I, no, they're very well, good at what they do. I feel yeah, like when I, he when he said I, my I, wife's in labor, that's too much. I feel like that's guilt. That's I know over the top to me. I know, and see, it's easy to say that you would have known. Yeah. No, I'm not saying I would have known. But no, I, no, I'm the I'm the dumbest in the moment. <laughs> but in hindsight, I'm like that is a. Little I know, bit too- I know, and that was the one where I was like, I should have known that, but he was very good. Well, yeah, I mean, isn't this, I mean, there's something, we spoke about this a few weeks ago, I forget what we were watching, but I mentioned that, like, there's something about Americana and con men and grifters, right, that is very... You can't spell Americana me, without con. Yeah, I, I mean, mean you it's can't just spell like it, this, but you can't pronounce it's can, it. can, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but there is something about, like, I, I, I did a joke a few weeks ago that was like, the three greatest American art forms are pro wrestling, stand-up comedy, and being a con man. Yeah, I think the, you the did three say ultimate that, yeah. American art forms. Uh, I wish there was. Like, a, all, they weren't all male dominated, but I agree with you. Yeah. Hey, you know that's just because you got to check your like assumptions. I know a lot of great female wrestlers who had learned WrestleMania this year. <laughs> I know a lot. I'm sure there's a lot of great women con men. It's there's probably better. more women con men than men con men. They just don't get caught. We got some I really famous it. ones right now. Yeah. There's Anna Delvey, yeah. the heiress who's currently on trial for pretending yeah. to be an heiress. Oh, and Elizabeth Holmes. Well, and Elizabeth Holmes, yeah. my of girl the tiny, Elizabeth Theranos. The, the tiny, it's tiny medicine. Something a, a friend of mine pointed out to me recently is that. Uh, the most prolific serial killers in American history are probably women who have just never been caught and they don't know. You know, like when you look at like uh, like male serial killers are very showy and uh, like seek attention while female mm. serial killers are rare and don't do that. 
I don't. So it's I, like, man, I, I feel like, like especially this, the, the people listening might not know this, but if you hang, hang out with stand-up comedians, <laughs> they are to a person obsessed with serial killers, and I don't know how. I don't know what we have in common no. with them, but I, uh, I off, comics will I, I always don't... tell you there's more serial killers than have been found, and I just don't believe it. I feel like. There are f- probably there are. You think we got them all? I think we got all but yeah, maybe yeah. one. I just don't. I just don't think it's happening that much. I truly wish that were true. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, Alex, I, I appreciate your. your <laughs> I'd, I'd rather steer us back into lighter, happy con territory. Yeah. But uh, boy, do but I have the, some thoughts about the number of uncaught serial killers out really? there. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, but, this sounds like yeah. This is something we'll have to come up when we watch a different movie. But, but yeah, I, seven. The, yeah, I'm gonna move to seven. I the, do need to rewatch some because I'm always trying to remember what the seven deadly sins are, and that's the only way people ever memorize them is if they've seen seven a bunch. Oh. You should uh, watch Shazam. That also has a nice refresher. Oh, it does. Seven deadly okay, sins that sounds like yeah. more fun. I no, won't. It's a delightful movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. Wait, what? Do you hate I, the seven deadly sins? I just. It's just a here's fun my trivia. thing. I don't actually want to do them. No, not the seven deadly. It, it's Shazam. Oh. I don't want to get us too far into the weeds. All I will say is I saw a picture of Zachary Levi on set with his big foam muscles, and I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. It's it's very weird. It's He's got that, like, uh, like Chris Pratt, Jim from The Office thing. Like, Chris Pratt, oh, I think, yeah. wears the muscles better. But something about Zachary Levi and Jim from The Office being ripped, I'm just like, you well, don't, yeah. don't do that. Zachary don't. Levi is saying that his suit is not padded in that movie. And I'm like, bitch, I've seen the receipts. Like, <laughs> this is, no, I've seen your big patty costume and it's fine you also got built like some of it is you some of it is padding on the suit because that's how all these suits are yeah but it's very weird to me that he's uh, lying about it anyway yeah, yeah. you're right see shazam. I, okay so we're not, we're not talking about serial killers we're not talking about shazam which i'm not seeing for different reasons i'm not seeing we're not i'm not gonna see shazam because it doesn't have shack in it so we have different issues yes um any movie that ends in a zam has to have shaquille o'neal in it or i'm not going hmm. um I've never actually seen Kazam either. I just like that as a thing that exists. Anyway, um, so not not serial killers. Going back two steps. Oh, con men. Um, uh, the other thing I think about that Chicago con man that's really interesting about the cab. What I like about it is that that this movie I think it's wrong, which is that a there, there's like an old saying in cons that's like. Um, a good con man is gone long before you realize that they stole money from you. Yeah. A great con man can leave whenever they want, and you never know anything. And what I like about your your Chicago person is that you, if it hadn't been a news story, for the rest of your life, you thought you helped somebody. Yes, exactly. And you would never think about it again. I probably wouldn't con. think, I would maybe wonder about it later when I became a little bit savvier, I guess. Yeah. Because um, I was, you know... Definitely sheltered. That was like within my first year of moving to Chicago. It was the first time I'd really lived alone. Like, or I mean, I was had roommates, but you know, as an adult living in an adult place. But you would, yeah, for the rest of your life, you just every once in a while, like you'd tell the story of the time you helped somebody you got locked. I know I would feel so good about myself, but instead, it was kind of a useful reality check. Yeah, either way. Yeah, Yeah. I I mean, that's like the problem was like this a romanticized issue like thing with con men. I think especially in our society, right there's. There is like these certain like rules that you you think of like a, the noble con man working right yeah. like you can never con an honest man right, right find somebody who wants something for nothing and give them nothing for something yes that kind of stuff yeah, right yeah. like exploiting people's greed and want and stuff like that. and there's something about that kind of con man that is like 
like I said, like a uh, it feels like an um, Americana road character, right? Yeah. Well, uh, but I think that that's con, not though, how most con men yeah. work because most people are conning old people out of their money yeah. or mm-hmm. you know, like young people out of twenty bucks. Like the it's it's like most things in real life. Like you know, you try to think of like like bank robbers or whatever is doing it to rob from the rich and give to the poor, but they're mostly just robbing banks. You know, like it's yeah. not like, yeah, they're doing it's it not for actually money. something noble about it in real life. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I, I like, I like that also about any, any any good con movie for me has to have a part where they're like, oh no, these are just thieves. These are just shitty people who just have a yeah. skill in talking. Well, unless it's something like this thing in which like this is like a someone who's worse than them. Like I like bad people oh, yeah, having yeah, yeah. to team up to take down a worse person like i think that's like right, or leverage that like yeah that like uh that sort of like layered cake moral justice you know like i like that i've not seen a lot of leverage but leverage is like the uh, uh the dexter of con it was like we're cons who only con bad people and solve problems and it was a, it was a great like way to set up a lot of cons it's also really terribly made and filmed in my neighborhood <laughs> um uh, so let's wrap on the on the Music Man. Uh, I think I know where this is going, but just in case, Anthony, you never saw it before, so you don't get to. But how did you feel like the? You don't get a full version of this, but how did it hold up for you? Uh, I thought it held up very well. Like okay. I said, this movie fucks. It fucks. Uh, this. I don't this think other people say that, so... Anthony, and I think it's weird that you do. What? Say what? This movie fucks. Yeah. Or this fucks. Do, a lot of people say that. Do they? I, I didn't create that. Yeah. That's like uh-huh. trust me. Well, it creeps that's me out like, when you say it sometimes. No, it's the it's first time the I liked it. This third one, I was like, "Oh, this is getting a little gross." No, this is this movie is just like it's it's uh, it hits the ground running. It's super like entertaining and charismatic. Uh, I I genuinely enjoyed and loved this. Well, movie. maybe uh, then instead of maybe does maybe it hold up, to... season two should be about does it fuck. Yeah, that probably is available as a domain. Does it? Fuck? <laughs> I guarantee you, it's <laughs> no. not. <laughs> I guarantee you, it's not. No, maybe no, no. Like, does it? Maybe does it fuck dot bike or something like that? Open still. <laughs> no, but I don't. I think, you don't want to get into the fucking bike community. No. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, for me, I get. I I would say yeah, ninety eight percent holds up for me. I do still think like yeah, the like the spot the spot of racism and the and the sex stuff is kind of gross. Um, but boy, did I just have a pure fun time and i watched this so i really appreciate the opportunity for this for a a does it hold up month i i uh really liked this movie as a kid and i still very much enjoy it and it's it's probably one of my favorite musicals of all time largely because i feel like i could do it mm-hmm. i could be cast in it and i could pull it off which is so rare in a musical for me uh but yeah also i like uh, uh trouble is a great uh uh karaoke song for me right. oh, yeah that would be a fun one because I can do a little con man speech and not sing. It's great. The so. idle brain is the devil's playground. Trouble. <laughs> also, I love pool. Well, that's the thing as a kid. I did not, the first time I watched this, I did, I did, did not understand the difference in pool and billiards. Oh, you yeah. you go to the billiards parlor and it's all pool tables. And so I thought they were the same. Uh, I, uh, and so this whole song, I was like, wait, what do you mean billiards are cool, but you can't? I don't get it. So that, 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 that it's actually improved now that I'm not an idiot. Um, yeah, so it held it for me. Sarah, how did yes. it hold it for you? I mean, I love it. I I absolutely love it. I You can't 100% clear I'd love it because there are things that are outdated for sure. Right, that's being an adult. So um, very, yeah, that's being an shitty. adult. There are very few perfect things yeah. in the world. Um, but I really enjoy it. I think that the music is great. 
I think it's so goddamn charming. I think I would describe it as sparkling. Um, sparkling. I just really like it. Aww. I think it's really sweet. And Marion is so near and dear to my heart. I think I would always love it if only for her. I uh, I completely agree. That's so great. Well, I, I'm glad you picked it. All right, before we go, real quick, I want to read a couple of I got a couple of e- emails uh, from the mailbag to pull up. Um, the uh, first one is from Jake, who originally wrote in to say uh, that uh, we definitely should see Zardoz. Anthony, you may remember we talked about Zardoz a couple oh, weeks ago. Oh, I've seen it. St- well, uh, you just another vote that I need to see it then, and the, that that um, a movie podcast that has never seen Zardoz is a major oversight. Um, but uh, Jake went on with to say something else that I think is really, really interesting. It was a bit of movie trivia. So um, I also mentioned in a recent podcast that uh, one of my favorite things is uh, professors where you just catch the end of a lecture in a movie scene. And it's like, what could this lecture possibly have been about? This is insane. So it was from, uh, uh, oh, we were, it was when we were watching Last Crusade. And like the last two minutes of his lecture are like, and this is what archaeology is. Like, what have you been talking about for the last hour and a half? That's very weird. But um, anyway, so Jake wrote in to say, um, uh, uh, I, I forgot, I, I wanted to mention that in your discussion of movie characters giving bad lectures reminded me of the movie I've seen that I'd say has the most accurate depiction of math in it. It's a 1980 romantic comedy called It's My Turn. And the female lead is a math professor. And there's a scene at the beginning where she proves the st- the snake lemma for her class. Wow. I mean, I'm sure what you meant to say was the snake dilemma, because uh, that would be a way better name for that math problem. Nope. Okay. Snake lemma is a math tool. Never mind. Um, I didn't actually <laughs> think he fucked it up. I just thought it would be, it should be called the snake dilemma. Anyway, she just like solves this uh, snake lemma in her, for her class. She gives the correct proof for the existence of the connecting homomorphism. And uh, actually, a professor of mine once gave once played that scene in class when we went over the snake lemma for my first year algebraic algebraic topology course. Anyway, the point is, if you watch this rom-com, you learn real hard math. And I love that they took the time to put real hard math in there. But you know what? That to me is like... uh, What? That's just like dropping some steak tartare on top of my ice cream sundae. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if you're going to do a scene with a professor, if that's important... yeah. Have them say something not stupid. No, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm all for that concept. I guess it's just I would prefer never to engage with math, and I would prefer to always engage with romantic comedies. <laughs> oh, so sure, sure. I just, you know, I don't like that it thing in my out. thing. Um, okay. the, <laughs> the thing in my thing. Totally fair. Uh, another email I wanted to share was from Bridget, um, who, uh, first of all, said some very nice things about Stephen last week, which I passed along to him, and he... Uh, he said, "Thanks for sending my mom's email forward." Uh, but then he, but also uh, Bridget said, um, "Wanted to, just wanted to point out that for the for the record, she was the first one to ask, does this hold up on the podcast?'" So uh, apparently, that was uh, for episode two eighty eight, which you may remember is two hundred episodes ago. Uh, Jesus, she, she asked us that question about uh, the Alana books, so she feels like she's <gasps> planted the scene. Those books. Yeah, I know. Jesus. Was I on that one? You must have done part of one. Because I, um, I definitely read those books as a child, and I read them as an adult, and I can't imagine I just remembered to pick them back up again. Uh, I, yeah, I could not tell you. I, or, I mean, I could eventually if well, you talk slower. I just, those books, I mean, yes and no. I remember those books so clearly as a child because it was one of the first series I read where they're like, they 
did it. And I was like, <gasps> oh. And she like did it with like two you dudes. Were on that episode. So episode 288. Yeah. Uh, Not at the same you. time, but was I on it? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> oh, yes. Um, Fun memories. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was our first ever. I'm going to add, I'm going to go back in and add a tag. Does this hold up? Uh, to this episode because I think I people love should it. know that and and thank you Bridget for setting us off on this path it's been so helpful to season two um, admittedly four years too early also mm-hmm. thanks for still being around f- four years later that's crazy thank you so much for listening everybody we will be back again next week next week uh well, i don't know what we're doing next week i'm sorry i even started that sentence let me try that again <laughs> we will be back again next week with another great episode of season two of read and weave please do me a favor if you haven't recently or ever um drop us a little rating in itunes or uh or in what, apple podcasts or google podcasts or wherever and remember four stars is plenty we don't ask for much you know we're putting in about 80% most episodes so just if you could drop us a four star rating uh, uh, this is all we need uh, we'd really appreciate it uh, thanks for joining me Sarah thanks for talking to us thank about you. this thank you thanks so much um, and if you guys like my voice yes for whatever reason yes please uh, hop on over to my podcast it's called KFAB the podcast K-A-Y-F-A-B uh, and me and my friends Christina and Katie and Mike talk about wrestling through the lens of fashion we're really new professional wrestling fans so it's a lot of like trying to explain things to each other and talking about clothes a lot but it's really silly and we really like love and respect wrestling so don't worry about feeling disrespected if you're a wrestling fan and you want to come listen how pro how pro pro wrestling it is Um, yeah yeah it's a it's a surprising genuineness but also you guys are very fun oh thank you yeah please please stop by and give us a listen definitely recommend Fab. Uh, Anthony. Hey, thanks. Thank for, you so much for having thanks me. Thanks for talking to me. I'm, glad. I'm so glad we got to expose you. you to a thing. That is rare on the show. Yeah, I feel like I, most uh, of these are I'm things you already you know. Putting this into my life. Yeah. But I, I need to run like right now. Yeah, 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 I, man. I we'll grab uh, grab your uniform and get out of here. We'll talk to you. Talk to everyone right, next week. Buddy. Bye. You have a great one. Later. Bye. Bye.